Michael Gevin here with Jumpstart Sessions. So I'm super excited to bring you these one-on-one -on -one, uh, coaching sessions. These are kind of behind the scenes and coaching videographers and filmmakers. And if you'd like to kind of cherry pick what you'd like to even listen to on each episode, you can go to jumpstartsessions.net. And on there, you'll be able to find the show notes for each and every single episode. There's also an assessment that I have each person take that I coach. You'll be able to see their results on the show notes page for each episode. You'll also be able to take the assessment yourself so you can kind of compare results. If you yourself would like to be coached on a Jumpstart session, you'll also just go to jumpstartsessions.net and it'll say, get coached on the podcast. You fill out a questionnaire and as of right now, they are free as long as they can be used as a podcast episode. And so ultimately, that's all I've got for now. I'm super excited for you to listen to this episode. So let's rock and roll. So Abby? Yes. How are you? Tell I'm me doing about well. yourself. What you got going on? Where you're at? Tell me about your business. Um, kind of where where you're at and everything, and what kind of some of the struggles are, and what you're wanting kind of help and support with. Okay, I'm sweet. Um, well, I'm Abby, and um, I'm actually a teacher. I'm a, a physical education teacher, and I teach in Dubai. Most recently moved abroad. Okay. Um, I just completed my first school year, but uh, a couple years ago, um, I got. I finally had like an adult job and had the opportunity to travel and I got tired of explaining my vacations to people. So I decided to make videos of what my vacation was like and just be like, just watch the video, leave me alone. Okay. Um, but what I discovered is people's attention spans are very short and they don't want to watch 15 to 12 minute videos sure. of random stuff that I was doing. But some people would and other people sure. were just like, okay, I'll watch two minutes and then I'm done. Yeah. So um, I kind of just got into it from there, just trying to find different ways of getting better. And um, uh, moving abroad gave me the opportunity to kind of uh, invest in all of my camera equipment. So. Okay. Um, um, because my, my school kind of pays for my accommodations, so it freed Perfect. up a lot of money for me to go ahead and uh, get into the full-time filmmaker program and mm -hmm. purchase my first now, what, two or three different cameras sure. and uh, really um, have access to different software to play around with it. So now it's just about, um, you know, building the confidence and saying that I can do this. Like, I have no excuse in terms of equipment. Sure. It's just, uh, you know, getting out there, doing the work and and saying, you know, this is what I do. And so what kind of work, um, cause you're making, I guess your main income from the, mm -hmm. the, the educational side, but in regards to video, what are you right now generating money from and what are you trying to? Currently I'm not necessarily generating any money. Okay. Uh, I keep telling myself that I'm building the confidence to be able to sure. say that I charge. I'm sure. also in, a little bit of a pickle to where I can't okay. necessarily advertise okay. myself um, because of like the contract that I have. Okay. So um, I can't necessarily advertise. So things will have to just be done. Like, and what do you mean by that? Then there, because it's not a conflict of interest in regards to you trying to do the same work for other people. Right. Like, yeah, but they don't want you having anything you're getting paid for per se. Not, not necessarily. It's a, it gets a little tricky with, you know, when there's like an intellectual property clause. Okay. So there's a slight fear that things that I create can no longer be mine one day. Hmm. Um, Is that because of, are you saying with like the vlogs you're doing? Yeah, I'm thinking so. I probably, you know, overthinking it, but in terms mm -hmm. of, uh, of stuff that I create, I'm still trying to figure, you know, when you, when you want to ask a question to somebody, 
But when you ask that question to that person, then it gives them the idea of what are you up to? Um, right. So I don't so think there's, there's things <laughs> that are gray areas for you. Yes. You're not quite sure. Cause if you bring it up now, there's red flags and like, what are they thinking? Now I'm, now I'm caught. How am I going to get in trouble? <laughs> I'd rather ask for forgiveness than permission. You know, that is my, like, I use that statement so much. Yeah. So tell me though, do you, because it sounds like there's kind of two things going on here. I mean, do you have a desire to, you know, of course there's a million different things you can generate Mm-hmm. money with. I mean, I just came from an event we filmed called TravelCon. So, you know, these are all people who are writers and bloggers and different things trying to generate money while they're traveling the world and, nice. and kind of experiencing the world. Um, some of them have things like you, but their, you know, photography or video, mm-hmm. um, it, it depends because there's content. I think what you're alluding to like vlog style, YouTube, and you're showing your, your trips. So are you, you, were you having any ad revenue? I don't know what you've got in your channel or anything. Like yeah, that. no, no, I'm, 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 I'm not making any money on anything right now. No ads, just kind of just, I'm just building, building a right. platform, learning everything. But is, so so just is that, is that the goal then is the goal to basically have a YouTube channel where you're just producing these vlogs and on some you get sponsors. Is that the goal or is it to say- actually work with businesses and, and, and do like, you know, um, contract work for people you know or do i would say both honestly i would say both i would like to build a following because i do like the teaching platform being able Mm -hmm. to be an influence to the youth and whoever else decides to watch it so i like that particular platform of just being a positive person online Mm -hmm. to give the information and experiences that i've had and also i wouldn't mind you know representing different people and and creating creative things for them i I recently just reached out to a friend to see if i can uh, promote a fruit truck to make a video for him for that so um, i'm kind of on both Right. So on that aspect, tell me if you, if you were to charge the fruit truck, just say, I mean, I know you right now, again, there's the level of, I don't necessarily need the money and stuff. So you're Mm -hmm. just building the experience and portfolio, but if you could charge that food truck, is that a conflict of interest with the, or the breach of, you know, contract to, to, to film somebody else's thing and make a promo video for them? And that's what I'm unclear. That's the gray area. for That's that's, that's what I'm unclear about. But I think right now, since I'm doing summer, I think all everything's, you know, off the table, I'm good to go. Okay. Since I'm not, I'm not actively at school and stuff like that. So and I think what is doing it a, at school again that you're, are you in like a graduate program? No, I'm done. I, I'm, I'm a teacher. You're a teacher. Okay. Yeah, yeah, teacher. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're a teacher. Okay. And so, but at that job, there's things, or at that teaching job, there's things that happen that you're not supposed to share publicly. Is that what you're saying though? No, no, no. So what I'm, what I'm saying, um, okay. Sorry, I'm misunderstanding. I just want to get clear clarity on exactly your situation. Maybe. And I might not have the, the best clarity myself oh, either way. Okay. Got it. So I kind of work for a school system that is also a company and companies are very smart when it comes down to it okay. in terms of when we have awesome people that work for us, we want to make sure that the awesome things that they create while they're here stays here. Okay. And so, you know, they, they, they interweave different things to okay. kind of say, oh, you remember that? Some of your behind the scenes while you're doing things, that would be some of the stuff you're potentially vlogging about. And that's where you're. Yeah. Well, honestly, I believe, honestly, because I haven't asked the hard questions, that's probably why I'm unclear. Yeah. But the things that I do at the school for the school is going to stay with them. Okay. The things that I do off school property on my own time, I believe that it should still be mine. Yeah. But with that uncertainty, there's a possibility that they can say it's ours. Yeah. 
Yeah, interesting. Yeah, it, it's a fascinating little, like you said, you, I think you called it a pickle that you're, you're in there because that, that vagueness that, you know, I got the, the clarity back there. I mean, clarity is so powerful. So there's certain right. things that rather than you going, well, I know the pedal's there. And if I put it down, the car will go from zero to 60 in five seconds. But instead, I, I'll just get out and push the car because, you know, at least I'll, I'll know whether I can slow it down. I can just stop pushing. And, you know, and there's kind of that level of, not being able to go very fast or do certain things because right. you're, you don't want to lose the great, I'm, I'm assuming overall, it sounds like you like the situation that you're in. I mean, the situation like, is, is beneficial at the moment. Yeah. Beneficial at the moment. That's, that's a good way. Mm-hmm. Right? That's a good way. So um, now I always love to do this waving a magic wand scenario. If, if, if money were not really an issue and you had the ability to make, you know, move this magic wand and you could create, the scenario that would be just perfect for you. Mm-hmm. You'll be teaching. Would you teach in a different way? Would you, would you do online courses? Would you have your YouTube? Like what are the things that you, you would be doing and spending your time on a daily basis? I would still, I would be in a position to where I could still be an influence to youth. So I think okay. being in a school setting is beneficial, Her. but not having to go the five days a week that you go, not okay. being nailed down to an actual position and certain responsibilities. Like I want to be a representative. Like, honestly, if I could just make videos and coach basketball, I'd be good to go. Okay. Okay. That's good. <laughs> no, that's great. I, I love that. There was a lady just at TravelCon that came up to me and, and she started crying halfway through because there was this level of, I think she's in her fifties. And there was this like this this pain because it when I asked her that question, she mm. instantly had an answer. But yet it's as if every time she ever had told that to anyone, they squashed it. You know, I call them dream squashers, whatever. And so she kept getting dragged in these different paths mm. that might have been right for other people. But they never felt right for her, but she didn't have that confidence and whatever to pursue it. And I mean, looking, I bring this up here and there, I kind of have it. And I don't know if you got the email with with the graphs, but like, I mean, the one thing on this one, it's called the motivators. I mean, your graphs, the freedom seeker, you know, mm-hmm. and, and the way you're wired, I mean, you're smiling the whole time. You're much like me, actually, our <laughs> graphs on this other one look very similar. Oh, wow. you talk to people, meet people, you like probably spontaneity, you're, you're saying right there, it's like, well, I like what I'm doing, but Monday through Friday locked in on a consistent schedule that I can never get out of is like a cage. I'm like yeah. a cage animal. Literally. Um, whereas other people who are your opposite, who are our opposite, well, like, that's a dream come true on certain levels. You know, mm. they don't want that. Like, I don't know what's coming around the next corner. And I don't know, you know, when I'm going to get paid, they like the consistent paycheck. They like the consistency in their schedule. Um, so one person's blessing is another's curse. Mm. So you're trying to create this hybrid scenario that gives you to do versions of the activities you're doing. You want to influence the youth while simultaneously the scenario you're getting to do it in is, like you said, it serves a purpose. It's right. constricting, now. yeah. Um, now, specifically how you're influencing them in that capacity and what you're teaching, is that topics and areas, though, that you're, like, you feel like, I mean, you have whatever you're doing outside of the curriculum you're potentially supposed to teach that you're having your influence, but, like, is that curriculum things that you want to be talking about? Is it? Oh, I'm, so the, the, that's one thing that I definitely pride myself on is that I teach my specific content area. So physical okay. education, I have zero interest in actual, like, classroom work, and okay. I don't want to teach a certain grade. But like, uh, give me kids and movement. And like, so that's one thing that I definitely am. I'm pleased that I'm in my content area that I haven't like compromised in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, f- physical education is the only subject that I will teach. Got it. Okay, cool. <laughs> so, 
so yeah, so I want to ask you this just out of curiosity. Let me pull this up real quick again. Um, because, you know, it, it's an interesting thing because you've got kind of different from, you know, a lot of people sometimes they're wanting to have, you know, the wedding business, they're wanting to shoot businesses, commercials, even if they're semi-solo. Whereas there's a level, what I'm getting out of you, like that is something, like you said, the, the food truck, that'd be something that you would do. But at the same time, the magic wand thing, if we go that again, would those be still ones you'd like to do? Or is that just kind of like, is that, you're not getting paid for it. That's the other caveat. So obviously you want to do it. Um, but like, again, that magic wand of, I could just create content that ends up inspiring and educating the youth. Mm-hmm. And then you said basketball coaching. So you know, I don't know what form that looks like. If, if you want to have online educational basketball content or if it's more, you just want to literally physically coach basketball in person. Is that um, the, the, the basketball part is definitely coaching in person. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been playing around with even like creating different basketball videos. So I haven't honed in on what specific content that I want to do. I'm yeah. pretty much open to trying anything right now. I actually, did like eight weeks of just filming just basketball games, but I was kind of uh, put in a box with how the person wanted it done. So I didn't really enjoy it that much. So um, being, being around sports is always like, so my undergrad is sports entertainment event management. Got it. Cool. So I always kind of wanted to end up in that. I made some different decisions to where I'm not in that particular industry anymore, mm-hmm. but um, this kind of gives me the opportunity to at least be around it but also like on, on the flip side of that i don't necessarily like traditional like parties like club parties and stuff yeah, like yeah, that yeah. that's not my jam yeah so tell me how 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 what is the thing that you're struggling with that you feel i could potentially help with actually today i'm just curious um it would be trying to find the balance between asking myself if i want to pursue this like full-time full-time mm-hmm. if i want to try to teeter-totter between having a career in teaching and then making videos on the side. I'm I'm actually also like in the process of trying to negotiate with my job to say, let me teach PE part-time and let me content create for you all. Um, Mm. The other part of the time so that I can have more opportunity to be creative at school and edit stuff at school for the school instead of doing, instead of, because I'm doing both right now. So I kind of just picked up my camera, just started creating stuff for the school, but then like they're loving the content, but I'm just like, but I'm editing everything at home and still having a full like class load, even though I know it's my fault. Yeah. So y'all meet me somewhere in the middle because I don't mind doing it, but I kind of need more free time so that I'm not up all hours of the night and still having to come <laughs> to work and teach eight classes. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, you know, the way, you know, I believe that happens is a version of what you're doing, which is doing it. Doing it is a lot easier than it's the whole ask for forgiveness rather than permission. So rather than doing nothing and just telling them, it's the whole kind of free to feed type of thing. Rather than, you know, saying, Hey guys, this is what I'd like to do. What do you think? And they say, no, I don't really get that. I don't think that's necessary. And yet you do it for six months and Mm -hmm. then you create this and they're like, they're loving it. And you go, well, here's what I'm thinking to continue this. And then you're able to have that conversation and now potentially pivot. I mean, I've seen people that are, Again, that it's interesting because again, you having that kind of freedom personality. There's still levels of employment that probably again are caged lion type of thing. Um, but I know people who uh, had jobs had nothing to do with the uh, video production, and then they quit their job. Actually, like one person, one couple I'm thinking about specifically. The guy trained with me a long time ago. He was doing his thing. 
wife was starting to help a little bit, but her job had nothing to do with video. He, the company ended up taking off enough. She was able to quit. But then that company hired her back on to be in-house video production for them. Or uh, another person had kind of in-house, well, actually, well, another buddy of mine, he just went and he charged like $8,000 to the company that he worked for like 10 years ago to come in and do a three-day workshop with training the people that they were going to hire because he didn't want to work there full-time, but mm -hmm. he had the education. So for them to come and pay him 8000 to train these people in-house to do it regularly and then have a little support here and there. So there's, you know, I like to look at the world in, you know, kind of technicolor, you know, and I've been talking about a lot with people, especially today on the calls I've been doing, where imagine for a second you've never seen the sun. And all you know is darkness and it's dark all the time, but you don't know that it's darkness because it's the only thing, you know, there is no sun. You've never experienced it. But once you experience it, now you can't go back. Now, you know, that's it's right. there, but if you don't know it's there, you don't know it's there. Like that's it. And so our clients, our potential people at times, depending on where they're at, they don't know what they don't know. And so mm -hmm. we either can do one of two things. We can explain and try to create a vision or we can literally do something. And now it's crystal clear. Um, but for you, you know, it's interesting because um, there's, there's different ways to go about it. But if you, you know, because a lot of people, I've been telling people, I mean, employment isn't a horrible thing unless right. it really has nothing to do with what you really love. And then in case you could say it's an ends to a means type of thing again, and I, I, I get that, but why do we want to spend 40 to 60 hours a week doing something we really don't want to do? That's my fine. Whereas, you know, I had one guy did coaching with him for years, you know, he was trying to be the guy selling the job, negotiating, shooting, doing the whole thing, but he's not really that guy. He always had a full-time job, made a little bit of money on the side, doing some video projects where he would, he'd, he'd sell a salon, you know, he makes a video for him and mm. he gets $2,000. Never really took off. But when I kept asking him, it was like editing. I love editing. And I just kept reflecting that back to him. You just love editing. Like he'd say, if I, perfect world, I'd just be an editor. I just get to show up and edit every day. Well, finally, it's probably 2014, 2015. He sends me, I was in New York. And then a couple weeks later, he goes, he goes, Gebs, I'm an editor, man. I'm betting on myself. I'm an editor. Like just kind of this declaration, but it really wasn't like, he didn't tell anybody necessarily outside of me and himself. But within two weeks, two opportunities came his way from friends that referred him for editing positions. Mm. Within a month after that, he quit his job that he was, holding pretty hardcore onto and got a full-time job as his assistant editor on a Netflix series. And he's making double what he's making at the end of the first day from a four o'clock shift to 10 or 11 o'clock at night. He sends me an audio and he goes, I guess this is what people mean that, you know, if you do what you love, you never work a day, another day in his life, but he's an employee. Like he's working for somebody. He's not out hustling the jobs and getting the jobs himself. He's able to show up and there is footage to edit. Mm. And I think that, there is nothing wrong with that in any way, shape, or form. Um, but we're convinced that we need to run the whole ship, do the whole thing, and sell the jobs and, you know, be the, the full-blown business owner. And it's not that we can't evolve into that. But depending on our track record in life and how much, like, I've always kind of actually been selling since I was, like, 10 years old. I had, to, I had a paper out. I used to have to go up to doors and ask for the money. Like, all these things. I had a candy machine business in high school. There's always been levels of entrepreneurialism, you know, in me. Mm -hmm. Where some people, how old are you, though? You're not that I'm old. I'm 31. No way. Yeah. God dang, girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but so, I mean, so in your life, how much have you had to sell things yourself and do that and make your own money, getting your own jobs versus always having some form of potential employment where if you showed up and you did your job, you were going to get paid. Like, I've that? been an entrepreneur in mindset since I was a youth. I've been, okay. uh, my sisters and I, we all braid hair. Okay. Uh, we just, yeah, we made money happen. Okay. When we, when we were so coming. That's good to know then, right? So that's good to know. And I don't doubt that based on a number of things, but I just wanted to ask that because then there's that level of, well, yeah, then how do you basically almost pseudo become a contractor for these people, rather than being this full-time employee that's got eight classes and goes five days a week, all day, every day, and you're going to mm. get probably burnt out anyways from sustaining that. How long have you been at it right now? Uh, I just finished my first year. One year? Yep. Okay. So, and what were you doing before that? What's some of the prior years for a uh, second? Okay. So, what have I done? <laughs> I worked in the entertainment industry for a little bit, okay. and then um, I actually worked for a nonprofit called Playworks, okay. and that's how I even got introduced to the education system uh, through play, honestly, through, um, and that's, that's how I also got the idea that I could work with kids with physical activity. So I went back to school and got, well, I have an MBA too, but I went back to school and got my master's in education so that I can be wow. a teacher. Wow. And then through all of that, as I was, uh, as I was doing it, I did, you know, picked up a camera. Then I started making videos for my kids to say, this is how you throw a ball. And, and this is how you use a racket and things like that. So the school's been eating that stuff up to say, you know, this is awesome. And also it's a way for me to connect with my kids, like over the summertime yeah. when they're outside doing or when they're inside doing nothing they yeah. can at least find something that is productive so i actually do enjoy like make, making educational things to reach to the the kids i mean because kids watch anything on youtube anyway i just want to sure. make sure it's something that's decent yeah of course so, yeah i i fell into education but okay perfect that was yeah and so it's interesting i mean i like that idea of being able to kind of kind of co-collaborate with them on almost making them pseudo your number one client per se. But then that also might remove some of the ambiguousness of like, what else can you do? What other little opportunities can you pursue here and there? But I mean, I'm always really big on, you know, if I'm in, if I'm in California and I want to get to Florida, I don't need to go across over to Europe and all the way over there. I mean, sure. If you want to experience all these things, but if I know where I'm wanting to go, Let's kind of take a path that gets me overall directly. We might detour here and there, but you know, when you know what you want, it doesn't mean don't experiment, don't do different things. You never know what's going to happen. But a lot of people that I talk to either have one of two things. They have zero clarity. They have no idea what they want to do. They have no idea what they really love. They don't know if they love editing or shooting or if they even want to shoot or edit at all. I had a girl once at the end of our day together. She was crying and she, she had done photography for five years, but then she thought, I'm going to not screw around with video. So we'll just accelerate this. We spend the day together. She's like, thank God I did this. Now I know I don't want to do video. And, and that was in one day she could figure that out, which was her point because she spent five years dabbling in photography, then thought mm. she liked video. Now she's a co-owner co in a CrossFit gym and has never been happier. So like, I don't care what people do. I don't care what, what you want to do. I mean, I... I care about people, but I'm not here with an ego that I want you to do this and that right. and do it this way or my way. Like I want to hear, and I think that's what you're kind of saying, hear what you're really liking, reflect that back. And, and I, I wish people would have done that more to me, but they don't tend to, I, I find a lot of people don't tend to listen. They just tend to maybe hear what you say, but they don't really listen. And so they just throw things at you that you're like, 
that doesn't resonate at all. Mm. Like I don't, I don't. And, and then you just go down these paths because you might look up to somebody and think, well, they, I mean, they seem to be successful. They probably know what they're talking about. Maybe I should listen. And you go down these random paths that are kind of out of alignment with you. But if you know that educational kind of content, educating, inspiring the youth, then, you know, that is where everything should be, be centered because yeah, you can, if you just like video that much, you can do, dabble with the random things, you know, with like random promotional videos for people. But it's like the job right now is a line, line uh, allotting you the ability to not have to worry about money too much. Right. For the most Correct. part, because Correct. otherwise you'd be definitely probably trying to get money out of people <laughs> if you needed money, but you right, don't right, right. need it. Um, so in that vein, it's a beautiful place to be in because when you're needy, you make a lot of decisions that aren't necessarily the best decisions because you have to have money. So you take on clients or projects and jobs that you're not excited about. You bend over backwards to, to do the stuff that they might just punch you in the face and they're like, ah, do this. And you're like, ugh, because you have to, like, it's like, oh, whatever, I, I got to get paid. And they're willing to give me money. So I'll do this, even though this is not the most exciting thing. And then years pass and you have clients and work that you're just not excited about, you're not mm. proud of. But when you don't have that need, you can kind of focus on whatever you want. You don't have to just take whatever scraps are being thrown your way. And so having that clarity a little bit about the direction that you're wanting to move and not needing money gives you some flexibility to only have to focus in the areas that, that really make a difference versus, because everything takes time, right? You go, you go make the food truck video and you make, these all take time and there's nothing wrong with them. Mm-hmm. But if you know the areas you want, you put all that additional effort into that, into that YouTube channel, into that, you know, the education, into the things that are going to get those dreams coming true of, of basketball coaching and, and, and really just inspiring the youth, which on certain levels, I don't know about the basketball part, but it sounds like you're, you're doing what you want right now. Technically. I mean, technically. I just need a little bit more time to edit and capture video. <laughs> right. So During the school I, day. So that problem right now is literally this, how long, I mean, how long are the days Monday through Friday? Oh, so it's actually Sunday through Thursday in Dubai, okay. <laughs> but uh, typically it's uh, about 7.15 to 3.30 is our school day. Okay. Um, and so kind of what I'm trying to finesse is just saying, hey, either give me a couple days where I'm not teaching so I can just have a free day to capture and edit. Because, you know, once you sit down and you're trying to edit something, you don't want to have to get up and be interrupted or have sure. to try to start something in 45 minutes. You're this close to finish it, but now you got 25 kids walking in. Yep. Sure. So I just need those Break time blocks. So it's like they either give me blocks of time, give me like two, three hours a day to get it done during the school day, or give me like a full day where I'm just not teaching and I could just you know, pump what about the content? Tell me this, because there's kind of two ways to approach this. I mean, you know, you're making content to help obviously promote the school and ultimately get more students in. I mean, I don't know the exact structure. It could potentially get that way. So currently what I have already created and it was just, you know, just me just having my camera and just making something happen, you know, sports days. Mm -hmm. I've been there to, you know, record and edit school plays. Um, I've done like, you know, little instructional videos of things that's coming up, you know, like a week at a glance for my PE classes mm-hmm. and things like that. Just recap stuff to where I and, and, and you know, it helps with parent engagement. So I don't have to go and tell everybody what we're doing. You can just yeah. watch the video. You can see what we did. Yeah. 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 Kids can revisit it. And you know, now the skill is stuck in their head. Cause now they're telling their parents, no, this is how you throw. This is what Miss Abby said. Watch it. So, um, <laughs> Those are the type of things that I've done. So just special events and, you know, instruction videos to help engage my students and my parents outside of the school building. 
Got it. Because I mean, I, I have multiple people that I know that, I mean, they make all their money off of schools and nonprofits. So like universities and things, and they come in and, um, you know, my one buddy, he gets on average between 15 and $40,000 for a single school project. And I guarantee in the big picture, he's spending <laughs> far less time actually than you're probably spending to create the work that he's creating for them. Because that doesn't include like, you know, 20, 30 videos for 30 grand. I mean, he's quite frankly, they might produce three to five, like two to four minute videos for that kind of money. I mean, he's, I mean, in Dubai, I got to imagine that you've got some, uh, some wealth there. Um, I could be wrong, but it is, they have money. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I, I think it's, it's shining a light on you though, in a different way than they may currently see you as mm -hmm. well. Right. Cause so the here's Here's my other question when it comes down to it, because oh, like, I don't necessarily have a problem being an employee if I can technically get what I want, but sure. <laughs> I also understand that being an employee uh, or being an entrepreneur, so having a contract versus being a contractor, the mm -hmm. earning potential can be vastly different. Like maybe sure. you have a slow month on the contractor, but you know, maybe you have a steady paycheck as having a contract, but then there's, you know, those times where you can just, you know, have more free time and have be a contractor and get like crazy money or do just stay steady. And that is the bridge as I'm, a, you know, coming up to my two year contract, like the, the end of it. So it's just like, do you try to pursue being a contractor where you I could get in a situation where it's like, I need a paycheck. I need a paycheck. Mm -hmm. Or do I stay at this particular level to say, I know I'm getting this money. Sure. And that's exactly what it's going to be. And then take a risk of not earning this money. But it might only be for this time. I'm very visual. Sorry. Well, I think again, it's no, no. I love it. I love it. I, I, I think that the reality is, it's all your mission, your need, your desire. What are you trying to accomplish? What do you really want? Because those are some of the things that need to be asked. Because both can serve. Like, yes, if you earned a hundred thousand dollars a year as a contractor, and you only earned fifty thousand dollars a year as a as an employee, but you know, your hundred thousand dollars comes in in six months out of the year. Right. Um. You know, you just you budget, but you're already making more money. But I know people and you're, you're not really, I mean, you're not that way from, you know, even with the graphs I'm seeing, like you, you don't need that much certainty. Like some, you like security, but I mean, there's people where like, I know ones who are, who are true, like introverted editors where that certainty, the stability, the security is a necessity. One plus one equals kills two. them. Yeah. It kills them inside to not get the steady paycheck, even though like I've had this multiple guys I know who are like, they ended up having, say, an editor who was making 4000 6000 8000 2000 500 10000 4000 whatever. It's ranging. But let's say they made $75,000 in the year. Uh, but it's all random and all over. There's no consistency in the paycheck or anything. They got hired by that person by just saying, hey, I want $2,000 every two weeks. I want $4,000. I want $48,000. You know, I just 2000 I know every single two weeks I'm getting a $2,000 paycheck. Like they'd rather have that certainty of every two weeks, $2,000 comes in every week of the year, every you know, week, month of the year, and that's it. I'm good. That, that, that gives me peace versus I didn't make any money this month. But next month I make 10 grand, which would be double what you know, uh, you know, they would have made had they were making that other amount of money. But they're so potentially not as good with that uncertainty. Um, but, you know, it's like this other guy I was just talking to. I mean, he said he had some debt and how much money he needed and that, you know, he, he's making like $60,000, $70,000, but really only needs 24000 to pay the bills, but he's working literally like 400 hours a month for like six months out of the year on a farm. 
but he had this like five year plan to, to basically get out of the debt and then build the a little security blanket and these things. And I'm like, your discipline, your focus and your hard work, if those 400 hours were put into what you're doing, you would obliterate the money that you're generating from the job. But we all have levels of this like, I don't know. And I'm like, you'd make it happen if they fired you today. Sure. I mean, in a, in a heartbeat, but right now it's there. It's stable. It's certain. And all of us have levels of, of a need of certainty. And you'll see a lot of people, I'm sure through, I mean, there's enough going around podcasts and YouTube now where you've heard certain levels of rags to riches or I, I, I got fired and that was when I finally went after my dream or whatever. Um, but I think that there's that level. There's not, I mean, what, what is the need for the earning the extra money, right? Is that a necessity? Do you, do you want to invest it in something like, and it's not a bad thing. I'm not saying mm-hmm. there's a ro- wrong to wanting to earn more money. There's definitely not, but again, the stability and the instability, they all have their pros and cons. So it's, it's like, I believe that you're to your contract. If over this next, how much time's left the next kind of semester or next? Uh, yeah, I have a, another year and, and then I can okay. decide if I want to continue, if I want to do something different. And I mean, are you, I mean, you're locked in for a year though. More I'm locked in for sure okay. for at least one so, more year. So in that year, I mean, one, you need to, I mean, there's a lot to think about, but mm-hmm. at the same time, I would really be rocking some things out for them where you could really then have a strong ammunition behind you of things you've done for them to go. I'd like to sustain this. There's other, and it's all about, again, the vision and the light. They don't know. Maybe, I don't know if they hire any other video crews or do anything at the school to do promotional things, but like being able to really not just do it and give it. And they don't really, because I had a guy talking about this. You do a bunch of different things for somebody, but you actually never shine any light. I always joke about this Mm. with cleaning the house, actually. (laughs) Like, you know, my wife and I go back and forth. It's like, I don't necessarily need the recognition, but at the same time, if I do certain things and don't say anything, there is a level of, she might not even know I do it. And so I can be like, she'd be like, oh, you didn't do these things. And I'm like, well, I didn't need to say it, but I did do all these things. You might have not noticed and vice versa. She does that. And she's like, do you see I did the dishes? I'm like, well, that's why sometimes I tell you because actually I didn't notice you did the dishes, you know? Mm-hmm. And so there's things sometimes we can do and they don't even know that you're doing it. They don't even know you're doing this or it's bringing extra value because you're just doing it, doing it behind the scenes and creating it and uploading it, but they don't know what it's doing to even help them. So you start bringing, I mean, you got to have somebody is there anybody within the organization that you have a good relationship with? Yes. <laughs> Relationships are everything. So that's where if you got that little insider track to a degree, you start bringing things up, you start talking and you can build that up over this year to potentially have that transition to where either one, now you have total flexibility to make your own money on the side, do the things for them, which could still be a hybrid version of stability, but just not with all the constraints. Cause I think right. what you're trying to remove is constraints. That's correct. You don't want the, you know, I have to do this all the time, no matter what. And, and that's the biggest thing that's probably driving you crazy. So if you can refinesse that to make it where you're getting to do a lot of the same things, but now it's with flexibility, it'll probably make you far happier. But at the same time, I think it's, again, there's the level of making that happen. That would probably be the best for your soul. Um, But in the interim, your YouTube channel, whatever, and I guess it's just, that's why I say the things like little food truck videos. Was that a friend, though, you said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, friends near there. But I wouldn't go out of your way to do anything 
random that isn't in alignment with a goal that you're, you're having as a whole. Because right now, while you have limited time, because you you're trying to do this stuff for the school, so there's probably not a lot of extra time, you're saying, to do random things. Mm-hmm. Um, so your, your mission with either your YouTube channel or whatever, you know, certain content you want to create, like now's the time to ramp that stuff and supercharge because, you know, when you need money, it's very easy to turn off because now when you're needy, working on that thing that might fill the soul but doesn't make any money or it might make money someday is harder to invest that time in and stay consistent with. Um, so, you know, that's just the thing I would say is, is the more you can dedicate towards things that um, are just in alignment with that mission of creating, you know, the inspirational content that you want to create and being able to put that out there, um, creating a scenario where the school can really see the value in, in having you as a contractor. And then what is the kind of jobs you could get hired on that are still allowing you to, you know, do the type of thing that you really want to do? Um, cause I think that's the, I mean, you, you, you just want freedom, but then you also have a mission that it seems like is you really want to inspire those, the youth. Yeah. You know, and so that's where I just, I'm picking on this food truck thing. It's random, but you know, <laughs> obviously there's levels of like, that doesn't have, it, it, it could be more seen as I'm helping and, and remove the friend element, right? Let's say somebody came to you and saw your video work and wants you to make a food truck thing. Um, it doesn't going to have the alignment with the mission of being able to inspire, you know, the youth or anybody necessarily. It's more, I get to play with video and now I'm going to make money off that. That's hmm. fine. There's nothing wrong with that in any capacity. But um, that ability to always align with the stuff that you want. Like, do you expect or want to get paid as a basketball coach, though? Or is no, that I mean, more just a uh, No, I, I – I, um, so this was my first year of, like, an official, like, middle school girls basketball team. Perfect. And it was awesome. Yeah, and like I, I really – I had a good time with it, but it was a part of like, you know, my school contract, but when I got paid for it too, but it was being around those girls and the Love way that. that they responded to me was like, was, so I didn't, you know, a number of my players actually followed me on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So I, I can, I like the fact that I can have an influence on them even when we're not together. Mm. So one thing I, I said, I'm not going to follow them because I don't want to be an internet parent. But I was just like, I am comfortable with them following me because I know that I'm putting up good stuff. So do you feel too then that there's a level of part of that inspiration is you going for the gusto for your own dream and not having employment versus employment? Is that part of what things you're trying? Yeah, I think that Well, even if I have employment, I think it it is figuring out. So, I mean, I appreciate what you said about not doing random things if it doesn't necessarily align with what you eventually want to do. And that's probably the the big question mark is what do you actually want to do? So when it comes down to it, if if I were to say, I, you know, I want to create inspirational content, I want to create, you know, instructional videos for the youth or be able to connect with them through via YouTube channel, what or what have you. But that helps me know that you don't have to do random things in order to get it done. Yeah. Um, I think part of it is also since I'm still relatively new into the industry or this mm-hmm. you know, particular field that I have yet to be exposed to everything to see what I like and what I don't like. Of course. Yeah. Um, so it's still uh, having the element of exploration to say, 100%. Um, let me try this yep. to see if I like it or not. Absolutely. 
Um, and so that, that's where, that's where that comes into where it's just like, ah, this is an odd job. Let's see if I enjoy it. So now I know I do not want to, I know I do not want to shoot traditional basketball games. <laughs> I do. I did not like the back and forth <laughs> of following the game yep, and yep, I get you. rewatching it to pick out highlights. I didn't enjoy that at all. Perfect. So um, it's now, like what, what most would do that don't do right in that scenario to me is that they keep doing those types of things. Mm-mm. right that's the thing where people go wrong and they end up because they're also they need money so now it's like oh well they're offering me to film basketball games every week and i'll get 800 bucks and so well i'll do that good that's yeah <laughs> no i'm good <laughs> so here's this people you know my buddy posted this i'll tell you a little bit about his story but you know it was a walt disney quote we don't make movies to make money we make money to make movies hmm. and it's an interesting little thing to think about because that's where you know, my one uh, friend, he's a documentary filmmaker. And as a collective whole, necessarily the documentaries don't make him any money, but he loves mm-hmm. to make these documentaries. So he is a public speaker right now. And the public speaking a little bit is not, he loves actually doing it. And he's very good at it. But the public speaking is what's also, it funds his life and then it funds the documentaries. So that's where sometimes when we know that mission that we have, certain content, the, the, the content you create, this inspirational content, it might not be the thing that generates money at all. So mm-hmm. that's where then that hybrid of the, the school situation or whatever, these are the things that you do that you still enjoy doing. They're in alignment, but they're the things that fund some of the things that quite frankly are difficult to generate money with sometimes, but mm-hmm. they fill the soul. His, his documentaries are super inspirational. I mean, they're, they're like, one's called Legends of the Night, one's called Look to the Sky, but there's, they're based on Batman and Superman, but children who look up to Batman or Superman who have like cancer and different things. And I, I get a thing about it because I'm thinking about some of the stories in there and just these incredible children, these kind of like call them everyday heroes. And so he's been able to, you know, make these super inspirational documentaries that quite frankly, like I said, are hard to fund and, and, and be able to have them themselves be what he just gets paid to do. Um, so he has that other thing. And so, you know, all the stuff, I guess what, what Disney would be saying, all the little extra things they might sell, the toys, whatever, these things that help make the money, give them the funding to be able to make the movie. But they only don't make movies so they make money. Right. They got to make money so they can continue to make movies. And I think that's where money's a necessary thing, but what it's being used for as an in, on an individual basis is what matters. So right now, Outside of the locked in five days a week, the money outside of the, or how, is it four or five days? You work five days? Five, yeah, five. Yeah, five. So yeah, of course you don't have, you got like barely two days a week and some evening type of stuff going on where you have extra time where you can do whatever, but I'd imagine that you still have some school, you know, you have the school obligations that are still happening. So you're really limited on your time and that's where you want to remove that. Um, but how much, I mean, do you need a lot for yourself? No, honest, well, I mean, there's the forever over my head student loans, but, yeah. uh, I technically have a plan for that to handle that, but outside of that. So, okay. So that's why living abroad right now is very beneficial for me because I don't have to pay for living expenses mm-hmm. or my living expenses are very, very low. Like my, mm-hmm. you know, monthly expenses are super low because they are you know taken care of now if i was back in the states i would have a whole nother mindset 
Um, so being abroad has helped me to be able to have the, the peace of mind to say, these are the risks that I can take. Um, this is the money that I need. This is the money that I not necessarily don't need, but this is the money that I can put towards new camera equipment. Or this yeah. is the money that I can put towards those student loans. So my need ratio right now, because of my situation, is low. Right. So you have, are you able to be saving a little bit right now? I mean, outside of whatever. Yeah, well, now, yes. I'm yeah. in a position now to where I can, I can absolutely save and moving into this next, next school year would give me more comfort to build that, you know, that nest egg to say, oh, yeah. if I feel like taking a risk, now I can do so. Yeah. That, I mean, that's, that's a really good thing to do. I mean, if you're locked into this thing, I mean, I, I don't see why, I mean, things are very relational, but I don't see why if you, if you, kind of hustle your butt off this year and just do it with the non-permission style and, and then bring some things up, point it out and, and be able to create a vision for them of how this could work for them on a regular basis to help mm -hmm. the parents, all those things. Cause that's the thing, right? Like people, you know, they don't want photography design websites or any of these things because what they, they don't want those things specifically. They want what those things will give them. Correct. So a lot of people want to go in and just think, I just want to make somebody a video. I just want to do photography. I want to design something. That's great. But at the same time, these people want more clients. They want more students. They want the, the, the parents, they want to have less problems from the parents submitting questions about issues and things where they can watch the video, right? So those are the elements that you really want to, like I said, the, the arsenal that you want to build up over mm -hmm. this next year and be bringing things up. I mean, it's not like, hey, go kind of stealth for a year and then bring it all up to them at once. But if you've got that relationship, you start planting those seeds. And I, I'm in a I'm in a very good position that this year to where that it, it happens um, because of the position that I'm in. So I have okay. I have another role at the at the school to where they're going to see that product. Period. Because of my ability to be able to create content, it is definitely there for them to be just like, oh, look at this catalog of stuff. But this has helped yeah, in this way. Perfect. That's fantastic. So I mean. Then it's just Russian roulette when you get to the end there and see what happens, right? And then I guess what you're saying is, is there's potentially they really like you and everything, and there's the potential for what another two year sign on. I could do a year by year. Year by year, okay. But see, I so the, I think that the caveat is um, because of the experience that I've been getting and the confidence that I'm building over this year and two year mm -hmm. process um, that I could now market myself to other campuses. Right. Well, yeah, if I decided it, just to continue to go the school route. 100%. 100%. I mean, that's what I mean, my buddy's not doing one school and that pays his whole year. I mean, he's, he's, he's working with a number of different universities at any given time within a hour radius of where he lives, you know, and so and then for you, I mean, depending on how you go about it. I mean, if you like travel as well, now you have the flexibility to kind of dive into a place and, and, and stay there for six months and, and do stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's, 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 there's different, I mean, there's where again, not the black and white. I mean, there's options and that's absolutely true. I mean, you're, that's, what's the beauty that I think people take for granted sometimes of the situations like that you're in, because again, there's not a neediness that I have to make this and that happen. So over that time, you're building that much needed confidence, the clarity, the, the, the ability to create the ability to use what you did as a case study. Cause all you need is one, you know? Right. And so, cause I mean, a lot of the work that I ended up getting a lot of work from for paid came from things I did for free. And that was my case study, you know, that, that whole free to fee, free to paid. Um, but it's powerful, but nobody, they don't need to know, Oh, I was an employee at this company, at this school, this university for two years, you know, and, 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 and none of that matters. That's irrelevant. 
you're able to have that powerful conversation about how this stuff impacted this particular school or a school in general. Um, and a lot of people don't get that. And that's why when you're needy, it's like, <laughs> you know, it's hard to be confident when you're needy and you haven't done that much. Like people can say fake it till you make it. There's some truth depending on the scenario to that. But I'm more than likely, I mean, you're an experiential person, I would imagine. You know, mm-hmm. you, you learn through experience, not just watching or reading or listening. And so when you do, it's like the basketball game. I did that. Now I know. Right. So the more you can accelerate the doing in the next year, the more experience you're going to have, the more arsenal and firepower you're going to have, whether you're just going to that school, whether you go to that school, but you also offer to other schools, whatever it is. Um, and I guess part of it is just making sure you're leaving the flexibility to make sure you get to do something like the basketball type of thing, um, that you get to create your own content that's not even for anybody. Because right. you, you filming yourself, I mean, I, I'll have to look you up after this as well. But I mean, you know, that's where we just don't want to, because you could very easily fill your days up with school filming stuff. So right now it's like, well, I'm, I'm spending a lot of time. I get to be with the kids, but I don't have any time to create. I don't right. love creating. But then you could do so much on the other end where you, you're just creating all the time and there's still no flex. So it's finding that, that balance and that, you know, what, what fits for you and, and don't let anybody, and I think you know this and I, and I already feel there's a level of intuition, like trust that, you know, what's that right for you? What's that right mix for you? Not for anybody else or what they're tan or, you know, somebody usually they'll like to infuse their beliefs. Oh, why would you want to do that? Just listen to your heart, listen to your gut on those situations because Absolutely. I think that that's, the guiding thing that a lot of us, especially the older we get, we start to lose because too many people, I mean, you're far away. I'm, I'm assuming your, your parents and family aren't anywhere near you right now. I don't know what that whole Correct. Is, <laughs> some of us who live close to our parents or whatever, you know, there's either positive or negative influence there on a hard, hardcore level, especially if you live with your parents, uh, you know, and you have that constant barrage of, and are they, what kind of a school is it out of curiosity in regards to like age, demographic and oh it's uh so that's the cool thing about it it's k-12 okay so it's everybody's there and lots of different things and events happen which is why i had the interest in being just like i know one of these schools are doing something interesting at any given moment and why would you want to miss out on the opportunity to showcase it let me do it perfect but somebody needs to come cover my class Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) yeah and then i mean but in that aspect when you're filming those things they're not always being able to, that's the element of you that just likes to create though in general. So if we bring back up the, um, the food truck, like, is there just the element of you that just likes to film and likes to edit? Because it's not going to have anything to do with the kids. So yeah, on sports day, it was literally, I was running around with my G7X and I was just Mm -hmm. capturing like random moments, went home and threw it all together. And I was just like, here guys, yeah, here's a recap of the day. And it was just like, right. I was like, it's just it's something I was around and I saw potential and I figured that you all would want to, you know, keep this memory. Um, so yeah. So being able to just to see stuff and me getting better and trying to, you know, try out different camera movements and, and, yeah. uh, and edit, like try different things and editing. So I, I just, you know, I'm just like, if I see an opportunity, I try to take it as best as I can um, when it's, I have the time. It's interesting. Yeah. Cause you love doing that. You love the kids. Yeah, I, I think the thing that I'm hearing here more than anything is that the biggest thing that's crippling to you is the actual consistency and certainty of the nonstop five days a week. I got to be here at this time. I got to do this at this time. Because you're getting to be with the kids, right? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with kids all the time. Right. I think my, my, my happy medium would be, honestly, if they gave me the point five situation. They let me teach part-time and they let me create part-time. Perfect. And uh, yep. if they if they let me do that, then I I, I probably eventually uh, eventually probably phase completely into like the content creation, but then still being able to be around the kids and capture different moments mm-hmm. with children will also make me happy as well. Perfect. I would. Uh, I don't know how much you believe this. I don't get into this all the time. So for a long time, people would bring up to me law of attraction, mm. and I. Uh, you know, I was just kind of neutral. I, I had the stereotypical thing of like, you know, you're going to kumbaya in your basement and like wish upon things and these things are going to happen. And I'm like, well, that ain't true. Like nobody's just sitting at home, not doing anything and not taking any action and having like checks show up in the mail and all this. Right. It just, it was a little crazy to me. And the more I, I started to dig in, whatever scientific or whatever beliefs you may have, God, the universe, you know, whatever. I believe in the power of the mind and I believe more than ever now because I've been aware of it. So now I'm observing that we got to really watch what we say and we got to really watch what we think. Cause there was a period of my life where I was speaking more about what I didn't want. Mm. I knew what I kind of wanted to a degree, but I spoke a lot more about what I didn't want than speaking about what I wanted. And what right. was interesting is I got a whole heck of a lot more of the things that I didn't want and not that much about what I wanted. And what I find is we, we, we tend to find, again, I, it's hard to fully know in regards to a God, universe, attraction, these things that are happening, but we tend to look for and see, like, you know, I, I had a guy, he got a, a white Jeep Wrangler. It was custom white everything. And he thought, nobody's got this. He drove it off the lot. He saw three within like an hour and a half of driving home. And he's like, what the I thought this was like, I thought this was rare. It's because now he was looking for it. He really wasn't looking for it before. Mm-hmm. And so I think that there's this, there's a power in, and really when we, and that's where the, the clarity thing comes in as well. When we are clear, we can tend to get to that destination. We can tend to get to that thing we want a lot quicker because we'll be looking for and creating the opportunities to make that happen. Mm-hmm. So your clarity right now and speaking all the time about, I just want to, Half and half. I want to be able to, you know, teach some of the time and I get to be with the kids. The other time I want to be in content creation. Um, and you just work, you kind of do it as much as you can throughout the year. You keep probing, you, you do the things, whether they, they want it or not, you're doing it. And you, you, you keep building relationships because the relationships will be everything to making this a reality. Um, and then, you know, you see what comes on that year. And you, and you do your best. And then you really got to evaluate because if for some reason, let's say they say no, then that's where, depending on money saved, your tolerance for risk, you know, number of things you decide, well, you know what, I'm going to go out and I'm just going to either offer this kind of opportunity to another school, mm-hmm. um, something else. Because I do believe that um, the things we want are out there. They're just not always either right in our backyard. Sometimes they can be. Like I've had to travel a lot for my video work because somebody paying me $10,000 to film a, a local local event where I live is not happening very often at least. So I end up in New York. I end up in other places. Um, but I also can get on the planes to do that. Sometimes people, you know, if I want an lemonade stand, I, you know, I don't know that I'm flying to New York to do the lemonade stand. If there's nobody where I live, like I'm going to have to potentially go somewhere else. Like this one right. guy lived in a really small town or obviously he was in a scenario of like my house. If somebody said, oh my God, your house, like a realtor's like, this thing's worth a million dollars. But I live in a place where the average house never sells for more than a hundred grand. Mm. Well, it doesn't matter if the house is worth a million in some other state where I'm at, it's not. And so 
that's where, you know, I believe anything is possible. Like I had a guy in Dallas, my friend, he had to pay $30,000 over asking. There's a house, I've said this a number of times, people listen regularly, but um, it's like, it was going for 1.2 million, 10,000 square feet, looked like a castle and overlooks the river where I live. So on the market for years, finally somebody from California came, paid $600,000 cash for it. That, that same property out there would have been 30, 40 million. I mean, I literally filmed an event once in La Jolla at a house one third the size of that that was 20 million. And so, you know, that's where people, I'm big on context and nuance and asking the questions and probing and figuring out because, you know, quite frankly, life and business and all this isn't one size fits all. That's right. You know, and and, and maybe it, it sounds like that's part of the reason you were you know, contacting, wanting to kind of just jam about this a little bit because it, it's not, I can't tell you what the perfect scenario is for you, nor can anyone else. Um, and there's no, you have a unique scenario in and of itself. You know, you're, you're, you're abroad, you're traveling abroad, you know, you're in Dubai being a teacher. You're obviously, you're not from Dubai. Nope. <laughs> um, you know, and, and different things. And, and there's also an element where, you know, to a degree, the way you're wanting to potentially make money through video um, is a little unique and different than maybe, you know, other ways. And sometimes it's not as, as much the easier way. It doesn't mean it's an impossible way, but depending on your needs financially and other things, you can more than make it work. Right? Like music videos, I love them, but they're really hard to make a good living regularly. You can right. find the needles in the haystack, you make the right relationships, but you know, it's, it's hard because there's more bands out there that don't have any money than there at times are ones that do, um, you know, so if you really want that, how passionate are you about music videos and making all that you get to do from a music perspective, music videos? If you are, you can make it happen. If you're kind of half-hearted how I was, it wasn't really my like number one passion. I'm like, well, that's not going to be a way I can make a living because I'm just not that passionate about it. But when you're super passionate, you can make just about anything work, just where you're doing it, all those things will matter. So that's why, uh, you know, it's important to just rock it out this year, enjoy it, which it sounds like you are, you're an optimistic person, um, and then present that. And then, you know, we'd have to cross this bridge a year from now to see where, what, what's happening, what's going on. And, right. uh, you know, but make the relationships. That's, that's number one. I mean, because I believe fortunately in this world, it is who, you know, not what, you know, and if what, you know, is really good, then it's a great combo pack, but you cannot have very good work, unfortunately, and know the right people and get paid more and get better opportunities than people who quite frankly are more talented. Um, but when you combine the talent and the relationships, to me, that's a double whammy. It's not about, let's just go around. Hopefully I can meet people and be crappy at what I do. It's not that, but it's so important to making those things happen. That's why the one couple I mentioned earlier who got hired back on, uh, at her job where she had a job, nothing to do with video. Then they basically created a video department with her. It was relationship though, as well. You know, she had a great relationship with them. So they knew that she was doing video on the side for her husband. And then it just made a better fit for her to come in and rock that out for their company and their organization. And they like the stability. In fact, they don't own their business right now. They got hired by like a billionaire to uh, do video just for his companies and organizations. But now they don't have to sell all the projects regularly. They just show up and shoot and edit and they love it. And so everybody- I'm not saying honestly, that would, that would be a great position to be in. So yeah. I can definitely identify with that. 
Yeah, it's cool, right? Like the idea, and that's where a lot of people I try to, if you glaze over by having to learn how to network all the time, meet people, negotiate, sell the projects, get the project shot, edited, like do the whole thing. If you, if that starts to make someone go, oh, I just want to shoot, then you really got to consider there's other ways to make that happen. But if you're like the fish, I always keep using fish trying to climb a tree. You got the monkeys going, come on up here. Come on. You know, it's great up here. Own your whole business. Sell the whole thing. Like, some people just aren't as suited for that. So if you're that fish trying to climb the tree, you're going to be, you know, disappointed on a regular basis, frustrated. And that the guy who got the Netflix editing job, like he's pumped because he just gets to show up and edit every day. Like that's. So I have a question. Please go uh, ahead. When Please. it when it comes down to that, so we have a couple of different scenarios too. But so yes, there's the it's still back on the the contractor versus employee. Sure type situation um understanding more about this industry and the earning potential that you have for different things that you create because you know we we get questions all the time about how much should i charge how much should i charge right and then so when it comes down to being employed with a company and i think i asked a question a couple weeks ago like how do i put content video creator on my resume but when it when it comes down to it, if I were to be a contractor or even be an employee for a company, understanding that uh, the work that I do can be very valuable, how do you then say, I think that I should earn this amount of money in a year? You know what I'm saying? Because they're also like, if you are making a hundred grand a year, you don't know when you're going to make it, or sometimes even how you're going to make it, you might make it the last three months of the year <laughs> and not make anything for the rest of it. Yeah. So uh, if you're on a more consistent, stable basis, how do I go and say, I think I'm worth 60 or 80 grand a year. Like, how how do you do that? Because, you know, some people are just like, oh, that's cute. Like, you're going to do this, like, little mini things for us. And here's $30,000. Like, would you be like, do you know how much time and effort this takes? This is worth way more. (laughs) Well, unfortunately, well, twofold. I don't know that I'm the best plant person on earth to like negotiate things like that to a degree, but I'll, I'll, I'll describe out some scenarios of, again, just ways to think about this. Mm-hmm. Um, so one thing I learned is your amount of income you can earn at times is in direct proportion to the problems you're solving. So you can solve the same problem for two different people. For one person, that problem's worth $5 million to the other person mm. it's worth five grand. So I always use, I got a water bottle right here. This water bottle is, you know, 16 ounces. You put that under the sink and run it for eight hours. It's going to just overflow. And at the end of the day, it's going to hold the 16 ounces. It doesn't have a capacity to hold the gallons you were driving into it. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you go to an organization and the total organization makes $100,000 a year. They obviously aren't going to pay you 80 grand a year to work for them because the value you're going to create for them necessarily isn't going to be in direct proportion to what you're getting paid. Like you're not going to, are you going to be able to take them from a hundred thousand dollar business to a $400,000 business because you came on board and you helped out. Mm -hmm. Now I had a guy who at the time I hired him going in, in 2011, quite frankly, I had never generated more than $160,000 in a year. And I only thought going into that year, like we only knew I was going to make at least around 80. Now this guy was, I mean, after, I mean, all in, I guess it was about four or $5,000 a month that I had to come up with. Now I had basically a water bottle with holes in the bottom of it. So I had a lot of things coming in, but it was all, you know, things I was catching some, I was catching some water, but there was a lot falling out. And it was actually a project I did with him where 
you know, when he met me, he's great. You know, on the phone, I'm great. When we shoot, I'm great. When he finally got the edit, it's great. But he's like, everything in between sucked. He's like, you don't mm-hmm. respond to my emails in a very timely manner. You're hard to get a hold of. Like, it's kind of difficult. And I kind of knew through his family him, but he, he kind of jokingly said, probably really help you out now he had a job at the four seasons hotel and he's making sixty seventy thousand dollars a year with the wife and a couple kids and when he said that i was like oh man i'm thinking that sounds great and he did he just kind of randomly said it so i spent the next six to seven months kind of talking to him negotiating figuring things out i end up at this time was able to actually get a seventy five thousand dollar line of credit and to give him this extra security that God forbid we had some slow months, like he'd get paid because he was going to quit a secure job, go work for a kid 10 years younger than him and have his wife and two kids. And so um, we made it happen. But I went from 160000 to 275000 to 400000 So his money, and I was young and naive and semi-stupid and didn't realize what I had. So that we're good friends now, but we're just in completely different places. But he stayed on about two and a half years. And, uh, but so he did, he brought more value. I increased revenue. I, I, we both took risks, but hypothetically speaking, I was going to be paying him half of my total revenue. And I didn't even keep all that I was already making. I was still paying some people to help me. I had costs, but so he's got people right now that help him edit and do different things, but he pays them decently. Uh, well, but like I know a company that I'm friends with where they pay their highest editor over a hundred thousand dollars a year. And they're now even questioning that. Um, uh, because quite frankly, even though this company does really, really well from a talent perspective, for what he's specifically doing. The biggest asset is the relationships he has with their clients. But from a talent perspective, he's not necessarily like there's people hungry and ready who, if they were paid 60 grand, they'd be like, freaking do everything right through the roof. And on certain levels might be able to produce just as good and better final products as he's delivering. Um, so I, I think the world, unfortunately on certain levels from a contractor standpoint for, for, videographers from shooting and editing like if you're just being contracted to only do that activity so you're not actually selling the jobs in the project so if you you there's a ten thousand dollar project that you like if i get a ten thousand dollar project and i hire you to shoot or i hire you to shoot and edit like the likelihood is you're not getting more than four maybe three four four three to five fifty fifty six like i'm gonna typically try to keep fifty to sixty percent so um and so you might make three to $5,000 off that. Now I might be able to have three or four of you, like you might not be able to keep up. And so I can have three or four of you. So now I'm able to get 5,000 times four. So I might be able to make you know, $20,000 uh, $20, a month. That's $240,000 a year, where maybe what I give you to make that five consumes too much time for you to be able to do too much more with other people. Whereas because you got to go spend 30 hours editing I don't have to, I can go do something else. Like I've had shoots that happen where, I mean, I spent two hours between selling the job and a few things and people had to go out for a week and shoot and edit for me. Um, you know, I could do whatever in that week. I could go sell more jobs. I could, you know, and I could have, so if you're just a, a, an editor and it takes you 30 hours, I mean, even trying to get a hundred dollars an hour, I mean, you'd make, you know, $3,000, right? Uh, 100 hours times 
or 30, 30 hours times $100 is $3,000. So depending on how much you want to work, you could do that maybe once, twice on the probably high end, you know, depending on how that's all mapping out in a week. So you could be doing 6,000 a week, you know, if you found somebody willing to pay you $100 an hour for editing, but usually in more of an employee standpoint, nobody's paying an editor $100 an hour. That's You're more right. going to be as an employee of somebody probably getting maybe 30 to $50 an hour. And so I think the world's shifting from employees actually to freelancers because they don't have to pay for their benefits. They don't have to pay for these things. They don't have to have as much of the office spaces. But do I believe that from an employee standpoint that there's going to be tons of six figure editor and video, you know, camera operator jobs? Not, not many. Not necessarily. Not just that I'm going to hire you. I mean, I have a few friends that, you know, they make three or $400,000 a year and their top person's making about fifty dollars to $60,000. But you got to see how quickly that eats up, right? I mean, three people at 60 is 180 grand. Um, you know, if he does 300000 and you pay taxes, you pay $75,000 in taxes, he doesn't have much. He has less money left over than he paid out to people. Yeah. Um, so it's difficult. That's where... There's not a clear cut answer, but yes, you are able to earn potentially more money if you're the head honcho of something and you're able to get the jobs. But I find that at times you can be less the creator. So the true creators, the true artists don't want to manage a bunch of people and not end up shooting or not end up editing or not end up drawing. Um, it just depends on you again, right? Like if, if you love the art and craft more, there will potentially be some earning caps that will happen. Mm -hmm. It's not a right or wrong, but at the same time, I mean, you could have, again, I've known people who have $20 million companies who only walk away with $300,000 after everything is paid for, um, you know? And so I used to have a guy, he's like, you're making more money at times off of a $10,000 project than we make off a hundred thousand because we've got, $75,000 a month in bills, you know, so if that's the only project we got that month, there's not a lot left over, you know, because there's a lot of bills. So people don't know all this. It's like the sun in the darkness again. Right. I'm saying a bunch of things where you might have, man, I never thought about that. Never even I know. That. Literally, I was just like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. So, and we don't, and this is, this is truly for me coming from 13 years of being in the video production industry and, and dealing with, you know, solopreneurs, dealing with agencies that have the $20 million companies down to guys that don't make $20,000 a year, people who hire a few people as contractors, you know, all over the place and experience, but that's come from experience. Hmm. Um, it's come from you know, just time and being in here. It, it's not something you necessarily can just read in a book and know all this. And that's where I'm, I'm so hell bent again on the nuance of an individual because, um, you know, certain types of positions, you know, have higher ability because maybe, again, the problem you're solving and who you solve it for is worth more to them. You know, again, if you're a camera person that can come in and you have the ability, and that's the other thing why some people are trying to learn ads and different things because, you know, you can make videos for people and give them to them. I've, I've seen people make people videos and give it to them on a Dropbox link and they're, they're copy and pasting the Dropbox link to Facebook because they don't know what the heck's going on. Well, that video is useless to them. It might seem obvious on certain levels to us, but they don't realize they were supposed to upload it and put it on Facebook 
directly or something else because maybe you as the creator didn't even tell me that you're like they're right. happy with the video you send them a dropbox link and off you go to your next project your next thing versus educating them on how to best release that on what platforms maybe what times of the day what to write with it like these other things and so now rather than you you know you fly fly in fly out show the shoot the video give them the video they're done um that's not a lot of value because they might not do any the right things with it. You know, your, your school might load the video on a page that only gets 200 visits a month where they might have another page on the site that gets 200,000. Um, but if you don't help them with that, they may not know that. And they literally might put it on a page that hardly gets any views. And then quite frankly, the video might not do much for them. Mm. And then they're like, eh, well, that really did, that didn't seem to make much of a difference. Um, but that's what you talking fast. I got a lot. I'm, I'm like fire hosing you and anybody listening, but um, I just, I want to create contrast for people because this is where you start asking the questions yourself. Okay. Wow. Said a lot there and, and what resonated, what didn't, what am I excited to actually pursue and learn versus what things am I like, my God, that doesn't sound like anything I want to mess with, you know? And, and some people I'm going to say that I could say the same thing to five different human beings and some are going to resonate with this. Some are going to resonate with this. Some are going to resonate with this. They're not all going to resonate with the same thing. Right. Um, and that's what you just have to ask. What do you resonate with? And, you know, what excites you? And that's where you start putting more and more of your time. And, and when you're in the experimental, you know, phase, that's fine. Experiment, you know. And then just be quick to, you know, carve that stuff out that's not working for you. Um, I mean, for me, even this right now, I've spent years inspiring but I realized, you know, I did this in video. I, I, Geb's total video. I, I, I did videos and whatever for everybody. Geb's total video. Like anybody with a pulse, I can shoot, edit, create your stuff. And when I got crystal clear on what I did best, what I loved most, and did it for those specific, like did that specific style, things took off. When I've done coaching and mentoring and inspiring, it started off Geb's total, I mean, metaphorically speaking, capsule video. I'm inspiring anybody with a pulse, you know? It doesn't matter whether they're, you know, young, old, black, white, Indian, it doesn't matter who you are, I'm gonna inspire you. And then what I realized is that, yes, I can have an effect on lots of different people. I really resonate with the videographer and the filmmaker because I've been in their shoes for 13 years. I've experienced a lot of things. So yeah, a real estate agent who wants to do reality, I might be able to give them some encouragement and some words of affirmation and you know different things, but I don't know anything about building a real estate business. Right. Um, so there's certain questions I can ask and probe, but why not just bring my 13 years experience to the scenario with those people? I mean, there's more than enough people interested in filmmaking and editing on planet earth that I'll never even like taking Parker's group for one example. I love doing one-on-one -on -one days with people. I did the math. It's about 7,000 people in that Facebook group. Wow. Full-time filmmaker. It would take me almost 25 years of 365 days a year to do one-on-ones with that group of people. Never, ever, ever going to happen because I will never do a one-on-one -on -one day every single day of the year mm. for 25. You talk about a prison. I love doing one-on-one -on -one day, <laughs> but that is like, I might as well Too go much. to hell and back. You know, it's not <laughs> exciting at all because I, I like the freedom and flexibility. I still like to go on a bike ride. Like there's things, go to a movie, you know, it's like, it would take me, you know, 10 hours a day all, forever. So that's, he has a 200,000 person email list of people raised their hand and said, I'm interested in this topic. 
So to stop and go, do I really need to branch out into photography and design and e-commerce and Amazon and all these, because there's not enough filmmakers or videographers? No, there's plenty, you know? And so in any area one wants to be in, more than likely, caveated a few things. I always talk about ant farms sometimes. I'm like, I found a guy with a YouTube channel with 5 million subscribers and he films ants and makes like trailers movie trailer type of things. I'm like, there is something for everyone. Absolutely. <laughs> and so, you know, the reality is there is. So when you get clear on that for yourself, you'll move faster and you'll make more things happen. And some of that involves experimentation, but you know, I think that's the thing. And, and you most definitely, it sounds like the most largest issue is that prison type of thing, you know, and for you, you want to have the ability to interact with the kids. You have the ability to create and you already are doing both. Like there's no, there's nothing you would change except for the fact of the locked inness of too much time with the kids not enough time to create and so if you can attempt to balance that out a little bit and have more time to create while still having time with the kids that sounds like the dream scenario so don't let anybody unless you lose a love or passion for that that's all you're working towards right now you're doing yeah. everything exactly what you want now it's just reverse engineering that to create a little bit more time for you to do a little bit more of the other thing that you love because you're already shooting and editing and creating and you're dealing with the kids and you're doing the basketball. So it's like, sometimes we forget that we're actually already have the dream. Like we think we don't and we're trying to chase something that already exists today. Hmm. It just doesn't, it's just not fine tuned. Um, you spend a little, it's, it's, it's out of whack. Like the timing of it's a little out of whack, right? Like I said, if I had to do what I'm doing with you, I love this. Obviously I would have gotten off 30 minutes ago, but then, you know, but <laughs> The reality for me is, is if I did six or seven of these seven days a week, that's out of balance now for me. Yeah. You know, and I love it. I love it. But I, I, I also, there are some other things I love and I have to, <laughs> I got to recharge too. I'm not, I mean, people think I'm the energizer bunny, but the reality is if I did do this every day, like even right now, this is the third one in one day, but I, I, you know, I, I'm, 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 I'm not losing steam on your call because I'm, I'm giving to you, but like. My body can feel it a little bit, you know, yeah. my body can, I'm energized still by it, but I need to, I need to just recharge a little bit. So that's where we all have to find what's that groove spot for us that works. So that's awesome. Did you eat today? I did my, well, right before your call, my wife and I went out. Good, good, good. <laughs> Sometimes I don't, but uh, yeah, no, we ate and then we're going to, we plan on going to see a movie here probably after the call. So that's awesome. go see Spider-Man. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm in that same. So me being here in the States, I'm visiting everybody. And today my body's just like, Nope, don't go anywhere or sit down for two seconds yeah. and see them later. So I could definitely resonate with that. Yeah. So that's the thing. Any final things? Final thoughts? I, I, no, I appreciate it. Honestly, you definitely helped helpful. me see. No, no, no. Honestly. Yeah. Realizing that I have a lot of the things that I want and kind of just like honing in, and just solidifying what it is that I'm that I'm needing and being vocal about it is uh, is what I'm definitely going to take back with me to say you know this is this is what I want and not mm -hmm. being afraid to say this is what I want and with that in mind mm -hmm. pursuing what I want and not just bending over backwards to get what I perceive that I need so yeah and the, and the thing is uh, there's one line that has changed my life and it's how I got all these big opportunities I got. And if the worst thing that's going to happen is you get a no and you get a no and you don't ask, you don't try. At least when you try, there's an opportunity for something good to happen. You Absolutely. Know? But 
we sit back at times and are a little too passive. You know, mm. we, we hope that the school might just see what we're doing and go, hey, Abby, we see what you're doing. And this is what we want. And you're like, oh my God, you guys read my mind. This is exactly what I want. But we can do that. And those things happen in life from time to time where you do something and somebody sees the work or this or that and, and they come. But um, for me, there's times where it is important to just bring it up, to ask, to, to do it. Like Tim Ferriss, these things back in the day, like they were never going to find Michael Gebbin randomly necessarily. Mm. Like they weren't looking for me. So when I saw the opportunity, I just sent the email, you know, my wife, I mean, I'm married right now to a person I met on MySpace that I seeked out because I was like, are there any girls that don't smoke or drink or have a million guys? So I typed in artsy girl. Her profile happened to be artsy girl something on, on Instagram or not Instagram, on, on MySpace. MySpace. And her friend left a comment. This is how I, I guess you could argue. And I've done things. This is how Tim Ferriss kind of happened too, but um, kind of a virtual stalker. But her friend left her AOL instant messenger um, screen name in one of her feed on MySpace or whatever. And I like took it and messaged her. And she said she had other people that did the same thing, but I happened to be the least creepy one, I guess, that did it. And she <laughs> knew somebody like there was a connection that we had. So connections are very important, but like she wasn't looking like I, who knows what would happen. Right. I mean, there's a million things, but I sent that message. You know, mm, I reached initiate out. Initiate it. Initiate, you know, and, uh, Initiating things, you know, we don't always have to, but I, I do believe that sometimes we can sit and keep our mouths shut, but, you know, people don't know what we're thinking. People aren't mind readers, so you got to speak up sometimes. So. That's awesome. Well, thank cool. you so much. Cool, girl. All right, rock and roll. I said, I like, partway through this thing, I was just like, am I really talking to him? Because I, I, like, watch all your videos, and I'm just like, wait, am I speaking to him? So just, oh, I'm not yeah, watching right. the I video. Like I'm, <laughs> it's me. <laughs> There you have it, another episode of Jumpstart Sessions, and I hope you enjoyed that episode. So if you yourself would like to be coached on a future episode of Jumpstart Sessions, just head on over to jumpstartsessions.net and click Get Coached on the Podcast. Again, as of the recording of this episode, they are free as long as they can be used as a podcast episode. I would really love to help you gain a greater level of clarity, confidence, and connection in your life and alignment in your business so that you can move faster and make things happen without so much resistance. So I look forward to connecting with you in the future. Have an amazing rest of your day and keep rocking and rolling. Take care. 